0: So tonight, we're going to talk about words are hard. Um, when he starts with the pronunciations and stuff, anybody agree words are hard? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought that that was a fun way to say it, because in a lot of our life group time, one-on-ones, etc., we've said words are hard. And when we say words are hard, it's either because we misspoke, because um, we we're speaking too fast or whatever, or because we misspoke because we shouldn't have said that thing. Um, Or we said it wrong or whatever. And so I kind of thought that that was a really funny video representation of it's really possible for us to say something and it sound different, but everybody get the meaning, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very possible um, to flip that around kind of to what we're going to talk about tonight for us to say one thing and people not understand the meaning, right? Or or mean the wrong thing. And so anyways, it was just kind of a funny way to start talking about words. To segue into this topic, um, which I'll go ahead and, and totally throw out there that I am probably the least qualified to teach um, because you don't have to put up your hands. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> some of you may have even seen me get in trouble with my, my words. Like, because um, I'm a girl, I like to talk. Um, some guys I like to talk too, but I'm, I'm definitely like a girl that likes to talk, and every once in a while, I have found myself in trouble over my own words. And so I feel like this is one of those things that I'm not qualified in a sense that like I always speak great and I never get in trouble or do any of the things that we're gonna talk about. But I also feel like the Lord has taught me a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot about what to say and how to say it, etc. Um so we're gonna look at this and um we're gonna kind of then move into talking about, like, what are our words speaking? You know, and um, there's this really great Toby Mac song, right? Speak Life. Um, but I think, man, it puts it super succinctly. It's like, what are we speaking? Because our words, they can lead to life, and our words can lead to death. And I think I say that to my kids all the time. I'm like, are you speaking life or are you speaking death? Like, when you're speaking, what is your purpose? Is it building that person up? Or is it tearing them down? If it's tearing them down, then, man, you don't need to say it. And I, I think it's, like, so funny because, like, they could probably quote that whole speech back to you because they hear it all the time. Um, but then we become adults, and we're like, well, I'll just say what I think. Or I won't say anything. Neither of those are really where we're supposed to be, right? Um, we're supposed to speak with the intent of building up and encouraging and bringing life. Um, so we're going to jump into James 3. We're going to look at the first two verses. And it says this. Um, Dear brothers and sisters, Not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. So, let's unpack this, right? He says, not many of you should become teachers. And, like, I don't know when I'm starting a talk on... Saying the right things. I don't know that that's exactly the, penance, the sentence that I would pick, right? But he says not many of you should become teachers. Why? Um, well, in Jewish culture, being a teacher was highly esteemed. Um, it was a popular thing to do. It was a way to look super important and super holy. Okay. Um, I think that's that's kind of interesting because like today's culture mm-hmm. a little bit similar. Um, but so upon becoming Christians, many of these Jewish people wanted to become teachers in this new way, in this new faith. And they're like, oh, I'll teach. Like, I love Jesus, and they're like, how do I become esteemed in the Christian community? I want to be a teacher, right? Um, but I think that is similar today. Sometimes for pastoral roles, for leadership roles, something in the church, it's like, we want to be up front, right? And so it could be teaching, or it could be any kind of leadership, but I think he's, he's kind of saying, like, you want to leave. But, like, you shouldn't, like, want to rush out and lead because, man, the people that lead, they're judged um, more strictly. And so you might ask yourself, if, if you're finding yourself in a place where you're like, I want to teach. I want to lead. I maybe want to go actually go and, and become a preacher. Like, some, some people get called to that, right? Um, but if you are feeling that, I would go a step further with the Lord and your prayer time and say, like, why? Like, why do you want to teach, Right? why do you want to lead? Why do you want to be up front and saying, like, like there's always an important step beyond just, I want to, to ask, like, why do I want to? Um, and so, you know, if you're like, man, because I want more people to come to Christ, or I want God to receive glory, and I love encountering his presence and seeing other people encounter it, or, you know, like, any of those would be, like, good. If you're like, because I want to look important, like, you really honestly go with the Lord, and, and that's why, then... Maybe you know that's not a good why, right? Um, and so you know it's just kind of like a pause. Think about like why? Why do you want to be in this world? Why do you want to teach? And then he says, "For we who teach will be judged more strictly." Um, and so what's that about, right? Teach would judge more, or judge more strictly, um, because okay, when we don't teach. We are just regular Joe Christian, right? And so I don't teach. I'm just Jackie who loves Jesus. And I'm responsible for who? Just Jackie, right? But the second I start to teach, I start to lead, then I'm responsible not just for just Jackie, right? But I'm responsible for what I teach others. Like what I teach you, I'm responsible. And if I teach you wrong, I'm responsible for that, right? And like, Obviously, hopefully, like, you're also reading the Bible as a believer yourself, and so you're comparing what people teach you with Scripture. Um, That's, like, everybody's job as a believer, right? But I'm going to be held accountable by God if I teach you wrong. Um, And so, you know, when we teach, we become responsible. We become accountable for what we teach. And so a really good question with that is how am I affecting those I lead? Um, You guys, because nothing we do happens in a vacuum. And I think that was one of those things that I really thought like when I, when I was your age and undergrad and stuff. Like I really thought there's some things I do and not even sinful things, but there's like attitudes or thoughts I have or time I spend and it happens and it's just me. And it's like, it's just absolutely not true. Like everything I do affects other people, right? Like even something as simple as like, well, I didn't have time to have my time with the Lord this morning. I didn't get to pray. Who's that going to affect, right? And I go throughout my day, and it's like I meet with students. I go home and take care of my kids. By bedtime, like, they're grumpy, and I'm grumpy. And, like, man, like, I mean, I can, like, trace throughout the day, like, everyone, that one choice is affected, right? And and sometimes it's not even as big as that, but but really, it's like, really, all of my choices, they don't happen in a vacuum. They happen And that's for all of us. But when we teach, we're kind of like putting ourselves at a higher level. And so people are looking at us to learn, right? So we have to take that um, seriously. And so we have to ask, how are we affecting those we learn? Um, And then in verse 2, he gets to the issue. He says, um, we all make mistakes. So he says, if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could control ourselves in every other way. So this is where we get to the place that, ha, this is about words. Words are hard. Um. So, you know, just think about it. Have you ever misspoke? Like, have you ever said one thing and meant something else, mm-hmm. right? Um, a really, like, funny example of that is, like, I had this really good friend in high school, and then she came to me one day, and, like, she grabs me with my hand, and she's like, I'm so happy we met. We're soulmates. She did not understand what soulmate meant. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, um, anyway, it was, it was really good. So sometimes <laughs> we misspeak, right? Has anybody ever had a typo? like in a paper or PowerPoint presentation. Mm -hmm. So we had a really funny one of those. Um, New T. Knoxville, there's this great United Pursuit song, she'll listen to it later, called Fill Me Up. Right? (laughs) Fill me up. Saying, Lord, I want more of you. Would you fill me up? Well, instead of fill, somebody wrote feel. (gasps) (gasps) And like, you can imagine... Oh, okay. how like the focus in that worship service is just left and <laughs> the should culture right? right? Um, so, so words are important. We need to be intentional about our words and we got to pay attention, right? So it's possible to misspeak. It's possible to have a typo. Mm-hmm. Um, but this isn't really what we're talking about. This is more, James is saying, as believers, especially teachers or leaders, we have to control our tongues. We have to learn to control what we say. Um, And so commentary, this is what just came from my study Bible. It said this, but I thought it put it really well. It says, to use proper speech, you must not only say the right words at the right time, but also not say what you shouldn't. Um, A lot of times we're like, if I just had the words to say, right? On a flip side, if we just didn't say the words we shouldn't say, right? Um, So examples of an untamed tongue include gossiping, Putting others down, bragging, manipulating, false teaching, exaggerating, complaining, flattering, and lying. Um, you know, and so I think each of these—I mean, each of these could be a talk in itself, right? Like, like we could totally spend a whole night and, and unpack gossip. Um, but we're going to go through them kind of quickly, but man, like gossip is a huge one, right? And I think it's—it's kind of interesting to me when we get to gossip because, man, like. In church, it's, like, the sin, we, like, love the king, right? <laughs> you know, like, and, and so somebody will be, like, did you hear about her? Do you know what she's doing? And it's, like, they're pointing out her sin, and I'm, like, Are you both in sin now? Like, uh, you know, like, that's, it's really true. But gossip, it's one of those things that we do. And so this really um, interesting perspective was given to Matt and I about gossip a few years back when we did our internship in Arkansas. Matt got to be really good friends with this guy, Muhammad. Muhammad is a Muslim from Bahrain, right? And so Muhammad and Matt are talking, and Muhammad basically says that, he's like, so there's like lots of rules in Islam, right? But they kind of you bored to boil it down to two, right? Like in Christians, we have like two. It's like love God, love your neighbor, right? So this is like in Islam, two Two sins that you must not commit, right? And it, and it was the sin of the mouth and the sin of the legs is the way he put it. And so it's gossip and then, like, sexual sin. But, man, like, one of the highest ones is, like, watching what you say for Islam. But that, like, I guess when he said that, it made me think and take pause because I'm like, man, if you are trying to, like, witness to a Muslim, which, like, the Muslim world's growing, right? And, and like, we need to share Christ because... Muslim people, they're lost. They're going to not spend eternity with God, okay? Um, but then you, as a Christian, are hanging out with this Muslim and you're trying to reach and you gossip. It's like you've absolutely ruined your opportunity with them because they think you don't take your faith seriously. Like, gossip is huge. And, and I think it's, like, crazy because in church we don't take it seriously. We're like, oh, it's no big deal. And um, you guys, I wish I could say that, like, I have this really great, like, this is how you deal with it. In Kaiapha, I, I really I'm like, no. You know, and, like, I don't know if you guys will ever hear me. Like, sometimes, like, I'll be in a conversation, and all of a sudden I'm just like, or I'll be like, no. And it's, like, me, because there was something that was going to come out of my mouth, and I was stopping it, but, like, sometimes it's, like, it's already something like, ah, you know, and, and, like, some weird noise comes out. But it's, like, instead of saying a stupid thing, I just draw like an animal. Cool. Um, you know, and, and so, like, a lot of times in... And Kyle Finn stuff something we'll ask is we'll be like, well, man, that's not the Shauna I know, you know, and and defend it. It's like, man, who knows if it's true or not? But like, I'm not gonna be like, yes, thank you for this information. given to me by gossip. I'm gonna be like, that's not the Shauna I know. Did you talk to her about it? You know, and I'm I'm just gonna like shut it down. But man, sometimes it's like, honestly, I'll be like out and about or at church or something, and it keeps coming. And they're like, no, but you gotta, no, but you gotta, and like. You guys, this is where I'm at, and, like, I'm socially awkward, and, and like, sometimes I complain I'm lacking friends in these places, and it's probably why, because I literally just turn around and walk away. Because like, I'm like, I can't I can't have this conversation, because if I have this conversation, even if I stand here in this conversation, I'm saying it's okay. And it's not. And it's one of those things that's, like, kind of permeating Christian culture that it needs to stop. It's got to stop. So no gossip. Um, it says put-downs. Like, man, we had, like, a few maybe it was last year, like, in, in our leader's time, when we were talking about, like, in our leader's covenant, how we're going to ask, and, and like, so there was a lot of, like, throwing shade, um, mm-hmm. and we just were like, man, let's not, let's not do that, right? That because nice sometimes it's like, it was funny, it was funny, it was funny, and then, oh it crossed the line, and, like, man, you don't know where that person's line is, and you don't know if they went home discouraged because you said something about them, you know, and it's like, You need to joke on somebody, like joke on me or something, but like don't pick at each other. Um, Don't just put each other down. It's just not fun. Um, And so like another one is false teaching. Like you guys don't teach somebody something you know isn't true. Or if you don't know, like say these magic words, I don't know, (laughs) right? Like don't make it up. Um, And so this is a kind of funny story about it. Like looking back on it, it's not as funny. We thought it was hilarious at the time, but like false teaching example So in high school, we all got our licenses, like me and my friends, all around the same time. And one of my close friends, her birthday was a little after mine. And so she finally got her license. Her name is Jackie. Okay, so this is not going to get confusing at all. But Jackie got her license. And so she comes to pick us up. She's like, let's go out. I'm going to drive. You know, she's really excited. And so as we're driving around, my other really good friend, like he's in the car with us. And he's like, you know, the stop signs with the white around them, the white line around the outside of them means they're optional. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, yes. and then he like punches me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally optional. Because oh you oh guys, okay. And, and so like she believed it, bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, cause we all like, I mean, this is like a car full of people and we're all uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, looking back on it now as an adult, I'm like, I'm so glad she didn't die because, like, she, yeah. was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she really believes it. And then she was like, you know, like, months later, we're driving somewhere, just me and her, and she just, like, goes through a stop sign and I'm like, well, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> you're like, you're sitting there and you, like, kind of death grip her arm. <laughs> like, what you doing? And she's like, those are optional ones. And, and I have to, like, repent. <laughs> so I'm like, No that was a joke, and that was not cool of us, and those are never (laughs) optional. Um, But, like, man, so, like, false teaching, like, that's kind of, like, a a funny example, because, praise the Lord, she did not get in a wreck and die. Okay, had she gotten a wreck and die, that would be a really (laughs) horrible example. Um, But, like, so it's funny, but just think about it, it's like, man, I mean, she went for months living this lie because we thought it was funny. Like, that's not cool. And, And false teaching doesn't always happen as a joke, but we need to be really careful. And it's like, if we don't know, just say, I don't know. And if it's a spiritual question, be like, I don't know. But man, I'll like, go talk to my life group leader or my pastor, or I'll research it in the Bible, and I'll get back to you. Because it's a good question. But at the moment, like I don't really know what to say. And that's totally valid, right? And like in that moment, that person will value at least they know you're honest. Cool. So no false teaching. And then it also lists um, exaggerating right? Because sometimes we like to make things like, it's a cool story, but it'd be really cooler if I... So we don't... Exaggerating is not right. You know, flattering to get our way, not right. Um, We shouldn't do it. Flirting, probably. Um, Like, Uh if you want to like the girl side of things, flirting to get your way, probably not right. Um, Complaining. Right? We're not supposed to complain. So like anybody else, like 90% of what you said... Or what you usually say is like, you're like, I just need to, right? Proverbs says, a wise man keeps his mouth shut. Um, And sometimes I'm like, I'm not wise and I'm not a man, but man, I need to be more wise, right? Um, So before you speak, ask, is this, is what I want to say, is it true? Right? So like, as the things about to come out of your mouth, you're like, is this true? Is it necessary? Like, does it need to be said? And is it kind, right? And if it's true and it's necessary and it's kind, then, like, man, go ahead and say it. But if you have, like, that little check and you're like, this may not be true or necessary or kind, which really, like, necessary is the, you know, the big one. Because a lot of times it's just like, why? We didn't have to say that. We just did. Um, so if it's true, necessary, kind, then it's okay. Um you know and if you realize you said something that wasn't true necessary or times like you can go back to that person and be like hey i'm sorry i shouldn't have done that yeah so question is venting wrong man we're about to get there (laughs) we're about to get there um but i I like how your brain is going yeah so we're gonna um we're gonna get to venting because yeah um there's so there's one person we can vent to want to venture Huh? What? Sunday school answer yes. Oh, Jesus, there's okay. So, so if you're really upset, right? There's exactly one person that like you can take that to and just right. But like, so the problem inventing with somebody else that's not the Lord and not in prayer is this. It's like, man, at what point are you slandering like whoever you're mad at? Or whatever situation you're mad at, or like, I mean, it's like we step over the line to sin, and so it's like, you can just say, "Man, I had a bad day," or like, "Home stinks," or like, I mean, I'll just, I mean, I'll text Matt and be like, "Rough day with the kids. Please pray for me," right? But but that's not saying like, "Well, this one did this and this." I mean, do you see the difference? So it's like very okay to say like, "Man, I'm having a rough day," you know, and like we're married, and so we'll talk about it. But like every once in a while. Right? And, and so those of you in my life group know this. Matt will say, what did God say when you prayed about it? <laughs> yeah. Right? And I'm like, I am not about it. And that's why I'm, I'm venting. Because he can tell. Because I'm just, you know, and, and like sometimes I, I really will explain like the situation. But usually when I explain the situation and it's right, every once in a while I explain the situation, I'm like, I shouldn't have explained the situation. You know, like that was helpful. But I think the point for me when it becomes necessary and like so, it's like a lot of times with him or another person that's like a spiritual authority I respect is because I want advice, you know, and 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 so like then we're not we're not like defaming the person, but we're saying like genuinely like this is happening and I don't know what to do, you know. But that would be with somebody that you trust isn't going to go share it, right? If you don't trust that, I'm going to go share it. There's not the right person um, to tell. But, I mean, that's, like, we have one-on-ones with a lot of students, a lot of you guys, and it's, like, if it's said in one-on-one, like, it doesn't go out of the one-on-one. The only person who hears about what you told me in one-on-one afterwards is the Lord. You know, like, we're not just sharing that info. Um, because, like, sometimes you do need a place to come and just be real and ask advice. But, like, I mean, even, like, some of the... The girls, when they're, like, in a one-on-one, if somebody's just bashing somebody else and it's just going in circles, I'm, I'm like, we need to change subjects. Like, it just, you know, because sometimes you'll, like, let it happen for a minute and you're, like, okay, let's pray about this. But it's, like, man, if it's, like, week after week after week, it's, like, no. Like, you go get that right with that person and then we can talk about them again, you know. Like, because we can't, we can't just, like, let things out. And, and the main reason for that is just that it's not the goal. Right, the Bible doesn't say that it's okay to do that. Um, so, jumping into verses three through six, there in James three, it says we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Um. So this is like, like I like his degree of honesty, right? He's like, word pictures. And it's like, first word picture, adorable horsey, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't know if you guys think like I do, but I'm like, this is a great picture, right? And, and it's like a great picture because we controlled, I don't know if you guys ever ridden horses, Cadence, I'm the middle one. Really like riding horses, right? But you control the horse with like reins with like, this tiny thing in his mouth. It's a huge creature, right? So I'm like, you know, pretty horsey example, right? And and so this is for the girls in James' congregation, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the men too, but like in my head, I'm like pretty horsey. So I really. <laughs> and then he goes to like ships, right? And and I don't know about you guys if you've ever been on a boat that like a sailboat or something that you steer, but it's like a really little rudder and it's. It, Controlling the tra- trajectory of this huge, huge vessel, um, and then it says a fire set aflame by a single spark, and I think that's the one honestly that I identify with. And so, like here, so here's the picture in my brain when I hear this, and and so this is why I think it like kind of started to start. So when I was in fifth grade, um, we had a house fire. Okay. And, and it's one of those things, like, you see it on the news, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else's house burns down. Not really everybody else, but sometimes people on the news, their house burns down. Um, but in this case, it was, like, my house. And, and I was, like, no, no. My, my house isn't burning down, right? And so what had happened is my parents, um, they smoked cigarettes. They did smoke cigarettes. And a cigarette had been left in the ashtray, like, porcelain ashtray, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't put all the way off, Okay. So it's like, smoldering tiny thing. But through the course of the night, it made the ashtray so hot that the glass popped. And it landed on, um, like, I guess, a seat or something. Because the ashtray had been on, like, the lawn furniture. And, like, that sucker went up. And, like, so the whole back of our house. Right? And and I think, to me, like, that's the picture of what he's talking about. Where it's like, man, how harmless does, like, a barely burning cigarette butt in its safe place, right, so, it's, like, when we talk about, like, you know, venting, or, man, I was, I was just, like, sharing that, like, gossip with one friend, like, it was, like, the smoldering, tiny little thing in a safe place, but, man, there was still enough, enough fire in it for, like, the safe thing to explode, and, like, it ignited my entire house, and I think, like, every time I read this, I think about that, you know, and I think about, like, being, like, fifth grade kid in the middle of the night and you actually hear the fire alarms, which, like, I don't know if you guys ever actually heard a fire alarm in the middle of the night, but it's, like, a whole other thing than when it's annoying during the day, right? And so I remember, like, waking up and, like, rushing out of the house and having to go sleep at the neighbor, and it's, like, all oh, because of this tiny thing. You know, and, and it was an accident, which is even better for the example, because, like, usually, man, like, we didn't mean when our words do actual damage, we didn't mean for them to do the damage they did. Every once in a while, we get mad and we mean it, but usually we don't mean it, right? So you have to be careful, because um, you guys—that's a picture of our tongue. Like it steers our life, and it could even ruin our life. Like sometimes, man, you say something, and it's like you can't, right? Once it's out, it's out. Um, and so, again, Bible commentary it said this: Before you speak, remember the words. That words are like fire. You can either control. Nor reverse the damage they can do, I don't know. and so that's like my picture. You can't put them back in, right? Like once they're out, they're out, and you can't take it back. Like man, you can go repent, but you don't know what that other person is going to do with that. And so that's why I want to be careful on the forefront. And so sometimes we say, "No, it's not like that." I'm just talking to my friend, or you know, I was just like letting off steam, or I know I didn't mean it like that. But then here's the thing: it's like. When you say something to somebody, and you're like, I, I didn't mean it like that. They know it. Do they really know? Like, do they? Um, because, like, sometimes, like, if we're honest, you're really, you know, the person that, like, you're friends, and you, like, banter back and forth, you really honest, and you're like, what does that person think of me? Like, man, honestly, in your heart, you're probably, like, not like, they are my biggest fan, right? The people that I think are, like, fans and, and like, encouragers to me are the people... Who say they're fans and encouragers to me, right? The people that cut me down, it's like, I mean, haha, I laugh it off, but like I don't I don't really believe they're an encourager, right, at the end of the day. Um so they might put on a front, but we don't really know like what's that, that's doing. And so like if it's if it's just a little bit of gossip, it's like you're like, Well, I'm not gonna tell anybody, but do you really know that? Like, do you really know that? Like, man, you guys I have counseled so many girls one on one. Like, here, and in Knoxville, and in Arkansas, whose lives have been absolutely destroyed by one stupid piece of gossip that, like, went, like... And, and I mean, it's, like, it has wrecked lives, right? So it's like, we don't really know. Like, you can share it with your friend, but it's like, do you really know? Like, if it's gossip, so they're not going to tell somebody? Um, You know, and, like, even in a weak moment, they might not even mean it for ill, but it just slips out, right? So it's, like, better if you didn't give them the things accidentally right? It's like secrets. Anybody like, secrets are the worst. Um, And so, as I've gotten older, I've gotten this blessed gift of like, my brain doesn't remember things. (laughs) So secrets are completely safe now, but when I was younger, it was just like, (laughs) you know, and now it's like, my kids will tell me a secret, and they're like, I told you that's great. (laughs) You did, and it's safe. Um, And they're like, what was it? And I'm like, well, you know, you're like, looking for facial cues, like any, Mm -hmm. yeah, not there. They're like, you don't remember, do you? No, I'm a horrible, horrible human, right? Um, and then like, venting, so this is where it was. It's not biblical, um, but we can take our cares to God, right? And I think when we take our cares to God first, then when we tell other people even those closest to us what's going on with us, then we do it in a way that's like, not going to be slander, and not going to be gossip, and not going to tear the other person down, even if they're wrong, you know? Like, if you just think about like, the way you present a situation in the moment, or if you took like five seconds to pray about it first, right? It's like what you say is completely, completely changed, um, just because you invited Jesus in. So in verse 7 through 12, it says this. People contain all kinds of animals. I, like, Becca was like, am I supposed to read this? Mm-hmm. Yes, people contain all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a rest, It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this should this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out both fresh and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Um so he's saying this, lots of things are tameable, right? Like dogs are tameable, right? Cats, even. Cats are tameable. You can teach them to use the bathroom. Um, my father in law did. Uh, you know, like penguins and seals, lots of things are tameable, but like one little thing is not tameable, is what he's saying. Um, and then he gives us this, this picture and he's like, so out of the same mouth, right, come praise to God, and then come unkind words and, and all this bad stuff and it's like and he says there shouldn't be and when you think about it man like if you really think about it I think the first time I say James like a while back and I was really thinking about this I'm like it's so true right like it's like I can be up in the church singing God's praises and then turn around I'm like this is like back in Knoxville I'll turn around my friend's like did you hear that high note and you're like oh my gosh yeah and I'm like that's sin Right and how terrible, but it's like I go straight from the presence of God to to like sin just because I can't keep my mouth shut, right? And and it's like so easy for us to go from one to the other. And so James is saying this shouldn't be right. This shouldn't be the case. Um, and then he says this picture of like fresh water versus bitter. And so he's using the picture, but it's like when you go to the ocean, what kind of water is it? Salt water, right? <clears throat> when you go to the lake where Christina took the girls, what kind of water is it? Fresh. fresh, right? Is it both salty and fresh? No, it's like one or the other, right? Um, like a spring or like a body of water, it's going to be one or the other. It's You can't have both. And so he's saying, we can't do that. We can't do both. And, and Jesus put it this way. Um, he said, you'll know the tree by its what? Fruit, right? So, if you want to see what kind of tree you are, Free, then, like, what's the fruit? Like, what's coming out? And the fruit and the stuff coming out is mainly like negative and it's and it's like bad stuff and it's, and it's sowing death. Then, like, man, maybe like you need to check your source and be like, what kind of tree am I? You know, and and like for most of us, it really is both. We need to ask the Lord, man, would you help us to guard our words and um, so that we're given. Fruit that gives glory to God because, right, nothing happens in a vacuum, right? So, if I say stupid things, you want to know what I learned? Like the mom 101, okay? Mm-hmm. Man, I like to say, This sucks. Really? I used to like to say, This sucks. Mm-hmm. You know what came out of baby Thomas's mouth? What? This sucks. <laughs> I was like, oh. you know, and, and then, like, somebody's like, where did you he hear that? and you're like, uh-huh. I mean, it's like these moments like at church and they're like, that sucks like, I want to die because I know exactly, and it's so funny because like, they'll be babies, and they're like well where did they hear that? like they don't know, right? and it's <laughs> <laughs> like obviously me but, uh-huh. but they're gracious and they say where would they have heard that, you know and they don't point the finger at you, they just let the guilt fall on its own because you don't need no, help, right? but i uh, like like, he, he would say that, and I'm like, oh, and there, there were, like, other things that, man, they would say, and I'm like, I don't want my kid to say that. You know, and I know sometimes, like, parents, they're like, we don't say that in our family, right? But it's like, if you're going to be a parent and you're going to say, we don't say that, it means we don't say that, right? Because if I'm saying it, who am I? And I definitely had those friends, parents, who, who like, cussed up a storm, and they are like, but we don't talk that way to, like, the friend. And I'm like, okay. You know, <laughs> whatever, but it would be a lot easier for them to respect that, right? So we're gonna be the, the parent, leader, et cetera, that's respectable. <laughs> and, and we're like, do as I do, not do as I say, right? Um, so, to put it another way, it says in the word, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, so, what needs to change if we're gonna change the way we speak? The heart. Yeah, the heart needs to change. Um, and so we're going to kind of go quick through this, but the end of this chapter kind of gets, gets to the heart of the matter, right? So verse 13, he says this, if you're wise and understand God's way, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom, right? So he's saying, if you're wise and you understand this, like do it, go be wise, go to you, right? Um, But in verse 14, he says, If you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly and spiritual and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. And so what he's saying here is like, if you look at your heart and you realize that there is jealousy there, you realize there's selfish ambition there. You realize that there's ick there, right? Don't cover that up. Instead, take that to the Lord and be like, man, I need help, right? Um, Because we realize that, like, if that is in there, it's going to lead to disorder. Um, and, like, that disorder, I mean, it could be, like, a big thing, and it could be, like, falling away from God and the sin. But, like, disorder could also just be that, like, The way I talk to others is is tearing them down and, like, really is that the legacy you want to leave in anyone's life that you encounter. No. Um, And then so it says in verse 17, The wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness right, so if we want to know if it's wise, right we want to know if we're walking in wisdom like this is a really good test that scripture gives us it should be pure, it should be peace loving it should be gentle, it should be willing to yield to others, that's usually where in the list that Jackie's wisdom shows to not be wisdom because man, I don't like to yield to anything, I am stubborn um, but it doesn't show favoritism it's sincere and then it talks about peacemakers. And Jesus put it this way in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, blessed are the peacemakers. Right? You're blessed when you're a peacemaker. So when you use your words and your actions and your influence to bring peace, right? Then you are, you are being the kind of person God wants. And so if you're speaking words and, and you're doing things and they're bringing not peace, that's disorder, right? Then we're not representing Christ at all. Well. Um, so we need to change our hearts. And then we need to intentionally guard our words, right? Like, so in basketball, what happens if you do not guard somebody and they are headed to a goal they and they're on the other yeah. other they team? <laughs> yeah, they don't, right? I mean, and, and so I if don't, you I don't know if you don't guard, it gets <laughs> the ball gets through, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But if you're a good guard, what do you do? You, you take it ball. and go the other direction. Right, yeah. um, a shameless basketball <laughs> reference at this particular time in the night. Um, so yeah, like you. Are <laughs> wait, we just, some, Somebody got that. Um, so like, if you don't guard someone, they're gonna get through. They're gonna make a goal, right? Bring it back. <laughs> sorry, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> so <sorry. laughs> like, yeah, if you don't guard it, they're gonna make it through. And okay. So we get that. But I think that our words and the things we say the same way, like we have to be intentional, right? We're not going to just like wake up one day and like only speak kind, life-giving words, right? We have to be intentional. And it's one of those things that like, I have to be as intentional today as I was yesterday, as I was five years ago. It's one of those things that I think we're going to continually through life have to be intentional about. Um, and so... We're going to have to work at it. And so there's this haunting promise from Jesus. I'm going to share it with you. And then we'll pray. Okay. And I'm going to share this with you. Okay. Not because, like, I want to be, like, harsh. I'm going to share this with you because it's one of those things that it haunts me because it's in the word of God. And it's absolutely there. And we live like it's not. Okay. And, like, if it's in the word of God and we live like it's not, the problem is not the word of God. Right? The problem is us and our willingness to heed it. But it says this in Matthew 12, 36. And this is Jesus speaking, okay? This isn't like some other dude, this is like the Son of God himself. He says, I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. I don't know about you guys, but like that haunts me. And this isn't talking about the lost people before they're sent to hell. This is this is for believers. Like that, we will give an account at judgment day every idle word we speak, and like that for me is is haunting. And there's moments where like I say something, and then I'm just like, and I repent because I'm like, man, I don't, you know, like I don't want to, and, and I didn't mean to. And then like there's moments these are better when I think about it before it comes out of my mouth, <laughs> you know, and I'm like you know just made that talk a little shorter um but it's like we will we'll give an account it'll come up again and like so it's one of those things that like we can think now like i don't care what's the big deal but it's like it matters it matters so much that like jesus is gonna bring it up again um so what we say really matters um so we're gonna pray we're gonna kind of do two things i know that this was like completely about words um but, like, we're here, and we love Jesus, and there's anybody here who doesn't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Like, man, that's the most important uh, decision you could ever make. And so, like, what we believe is this. is We believe that Jesus, like, came, he walked the earth, he was a real dude, and he was born of a virgin, and he lived a sinless life. And he lived among people, and he did miracles, and he did all kinds of incredible works. And then um, he went to the cross, and he died. And he went to the cross, and he died for our sins, because we've all done wrong, and we need a Savior, and then three days later, we well, celebrate Easter, right, which means three days later, after his death, he rose again, um, and when he rose again, he defeated death and the grave and sin, so that we could be restored to God, we could be restored in right relationship with God, and we trust on Jesus, and what he's done for us, um, so that our sins can be washed away, and so If any of you guys are here and you haven't said, Me and Jesus, I want you to be the Lord and Savior in my life, um, then that's like the absolute most important decision you could ever make. So we're going to pray about that first, and then we're going to kind of pray about our words.